And he was just like, I never thought about it that way. We, did, like, yeah. we literally, we created, it's a bunch of creepy old fat hairy dudes that are all out in the woods with cameras and they're all looking for Bigfoot and all they see is a bunch of creepy fat hairy silhouettes <laughs> running through the woods. <laughs> Dude, that is exactly, exactly. everyone welcome to the podcast the show dedicated to talk about all the poggers things in life video games music content creation with a heavy focus on the first person shooter escape from tarkov i'm one of your co-hosts jesse kazam a youtuber twitch streamer and just general escape from tarkov content creator i am veritas an aspiring uh, soundcloud rapper cat dad and uh, the most hated tarkov content creator on reddit <laughs> <laughs> perfect that about yeah that's uh, that, that, that's it right there solid <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we normally start off with a discussion on the you know the current state of the game, how the game's feeling, um, you know any news, any big changes, anything like that. So uh, we have a couple of things we wanted to touch on. Um, the first thing we wanted to touch on was the new interchange extracts. Tell me, uh, tell me what you're what you're thinking, what you're feeling. Well, so I know this is kind of like the twelve point four came came out a few weeks ago. But so for me, I up until very recently, my view on interchange was avoid it at all costs except for the quest. Um, I, I just I don't know why I just did really poorly on it. But it's kind of what I've been devoting all of my time to recently is like learning that map and and trying to master it. And so I guess the uh, those those extracts. I know a lot of people were really excited when they mentioned that they're adding three new extracts, and uh, I'm starting to see why the the response wasn't quite as ideal. Well, not ideal. I think the I think the mechanics around the extraction, the whole kill is stash thing, is actually like really cool. Like I love that they didn't tell us, you know, where the little key card thing was and stuff like that. But I don't know. I I'd love to hear your thoughts on some of those. The other extracts. You've got the scav extraction where you need a friendly scav. You've got the one where you ditch your backpack. Personally, I think like those are cool mechanics and cool extractions. But it wasn't quite what interchange specifically needed. They're I don't cool, know. they're neat ideas, and they have zero practical application. Um, yeah. Like, why, how, when, who, what, where would I ever team up with a player scav? Yeah. Like, the only way that you can initiate that, um, un until they have VoIP, and even when they have VoIP, it's like, ugh, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. would be to like, Look at them and wiggle, and all you have done is just leave yourself open to get insta killed. Yeah, and that's really all you can do. There's no way to communicate, especially on interchange. If you are in the mall, you're a thousand yards from the extraction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, so it, it's like on reserve, you can kind of like hang around that area and then just kind of spam taunts and and hope that the guy's like, oh yeah, I'll get out right now. But interchange, it's like you have to go find somebody. And it's like let's go on a hike. To this extraction, and and I'll just what's, and what's keeping them from just blasting you right at the extraction and taking your shit, and then yeah. then I mean they, they couldn't extract, but then like then just go to the other corner, you know. You actually can if you time it right. You can, and maybe they patched it, but when they on reserve, if you timed it right, you could kill the other person and still get out. But could you? Would you have enough time to loot them, or do you need to like stay there? Oh no, it was just for griefing. It was just like you would just that you'd get out and they wouldn't. It was uh, it wow, was the worst. Dude. 
I saw a few videos of it happening, and it's like, oh no! I've That's never, I've never used the extract. I can't think of uh, the, the scav extract. I, I can't think yeah. of a real application for for actually using it for for one. Um, mm -hmm. So that just to me kind of eliminates the scav extract, like as a viable yeah. solution. Um, number two is the the one where you have to drop your backpack. Again, I've never mm -hmm. used that on reserve because why am I ever going to leave a map? if I don't have a backpack full of things. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't understand. There's, because it's either in my backpack or it's in my rig, and my rig is going to have magazines and meds, but it's like, yeah. it's what's in my gamma, what's in my backpack, and what's on my rig and what I'm wearing. On a map like Reserve, if I really cared that much, like maybe I was just dying and bleeding out and I like had to get out, I would go into mm -hmm. a bush and drop my shit because it's insured, right? It's not like... Yeah. um. It, that almost makes more sense. No, it doesn't even make sense on on labs. Because why would I go into labs and not leave with a backpack yeah. full of stuff? Because <laughs> you just wasted you just wasted your money. You know, like yeah. so. Um, I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense to me. It's not something that's usable. And then the other extract, I so first of all, the first two don't even know where they are. Um, second of all, <laughs> the third one, I don't know where, what, how, who, like. And, and I've been playing a ton of interchange. There's just, yeah, it, I don't know what you need a key and it's like limited uses. And even then like, tell me about yeah, it. I don't know enough about so it. Yeah. You need a, you need a key card that uh, spawns on killer. Apparently I've, I've, I'm not the most efficient killer farmer, so I haven't gotten one from him, but I've heard that it does. And then you go up to burger spot on the second floor and in the restroom, you flush a toilet and it raises the toilet up and then there's a key card and then you swipe the key card and then you go down into the basement. If you go right down the hole in the wall, or not the hole in the wall, the hole in the floor, that's yep. by, I think, Ollie's side, it's kind of, it's like right there. So that one, that one feels okay because like if you, it is kind of a trek to get from Burger Spot all the way down there, but um, it's, it's nice because for me, it's really about like, if I if I wanted to get out, it's relatively quickly. So if I spawned on the, if I had a key and I spawned on the you know idea side or whatever side the burger spot's not, I would just always go up there and swipe it just in case. The other thing though is that the power has to be on, which is what makes oh. it feels like it feels like most of the time whoever spawns at power station flips it. I, I mean, that's what it feels like. But if you were ever in a position where that that didn't happen, now in order to get that extraction, you'd have to run to power station, turn it on, then run to burger spot, and then run out. Yeah, I um, think, but I, I think like that. There's really cool. There's really good loot in there, like uh, valuable, like the treasure loot spawns. Hey, wait, in and, the extract? Yeah, so it's a it's a door that just opens as soon as you swipe that key card. That door just opens, and you don't have to open it. it just kind of pops open, and then in there, there's like three or four. Like I've seen people, and then I've played with a buddy who had the key card, and we went in there, and there was like a vase. And a lion, and then a gold chain, and then like a few miscellaneous attachment spawns, and, and the two extract weapons is right raids. there. Mm -hmm. Well, then Damn. you close the door behind you. Okay. And then you extract. That's how you extract. It's a two second extraction. You close that door and you're gone. Interesting. Um, okay. Because I have one of the key cards for the killer stash that's outside by like the buses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just discovered that, which was super confusing because I hadn't heard anything. And to know that one of those, have you seen them? The, that there's a metal shipping container mm -hmm. that you can yep. unlock. I never, never, ever would have ever considered that was a thing. I remember somebody was like, yep. sent me a screenshot um, the other day and was like, "Yeah, that's that's where the key card is." And I was like, 
wait, that's where like it spawns just like inside of that crate. They're like, no, 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 no. no. I just, I couldn't believe it. Like that blew my mind. I had no idea. Um, The power has to be on for that too. Yeah. So on that note, I really wished there was more than one place to turn on the power. Um, yeah, on a map the size of Interchange, uh, you, I, I, I see what you're saying, and I agree. It's just a weird kind of risk-reward where if you're the one to flip the power, you are almost de facto the last person to get to the fucking places where the power is relevant. To, yes. you know? So it's like yep. you're, you're punished for hitting the power um, yep. if there are other people that can benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hate like going through, spawning on the opposite side and be like, someone's going to you know flip the switch yeah not nobody flips the switch and then i have to i'm like 30 minutes into the raid i have like a backpack kind of half full of some junk and it's like well i guess i'll go and turn the power on all the way out then come back just to loot one or two places maybe unless somebody was camping there and then now they just benefited from it and then i have to leave again um yeah yeah no i i i honestly wish that they had um if there was it, it makes sense to me that they could keep the extracts that they've just added, like, fine. When there's, like, no reason to remove them mm-hmm. other than the fact that they're just potentially going to confuse people. <laughs> um, yeah. But, like, I, they should just have every, all the four corners of the map yeah. should just have extracts. And that's the thing is, like, I think, uh, even though, I, uh, so I agree with you for the most part about, like, all the things, the ditch in the backpack, the, the friendly scav, all that kind of stuff. But I I, I kind of like in in a way that like they care about that kind of stuff like that they they like the lore that they like that that they think will do that you know what I mean like I'm like oh that's, that's kind of cool like I like I mean that <laughs> but exactly like but when there's I don't know but when at first especially because they didn't tell us they said three new extractions like they knew what we thought that meant <laughs> you know what I mean like well, we the whole, wasn't the, whole... the other. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What wasn't the, the other corners were going to open up? <laughs> exactly. Wasn't I like I thought that the whole point was to fix the and when I I'm going to say this term and when I say it I'm just going to say it as if my my head is on fire and mm-hmm. as if I'm covered in spiders and someone just kidnapped my daughter. Um extract campers. Oh no. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Because they're rampant, bro. Like, yeah. um, so that was the other thing that I wanted to I wanted to get your thoughts on in that because it is this weird push and pull where like the the general knowledge is that like if you're on interchange, there's eleven people with thermal vepper hunters in bushes in mm-hmm. each extract. That's yep. just like what if you yeah that's what it feels like people think. And then exactly like you were saying, it it felt at least in part that the additional extracts was in response to that feeling. When it it feels like everything was wrong, like because and we can talk about this, but I feel like you know the the extract campers is definitely exaggerated, and then the extracts that they did didn't help that fake problem that they were trying to solve. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, this kind of goes back to what has been my major sort of criticism, and I, like I love the key, and I love the guys at Battle State, um, for sure. So, so this is in no way like it's never a personal thing; it's more of just like a you know, a, a criticism that, that I would love you yeah. against like my friend or something, you know, but like yeah. they, I feel like they, because they don't really have an in-depth perspective from the, a gameplay perspective, they have mm-hmm. it from like the, the vision of Tarkov developer yes. game design perspective, but not from the perspective of like, here's what it's like to be a citizen in Tarkov playing the game. Yeah. Um, 
when there are these quote massive issues that are quote rampant um a lot of times either nikita doesn't see it a doesn't believe it's a problem b or c he it's not actually a problem and he wouldn't know it like because he doesn't play he wouldn't know uh, yeah. if it was or not so just because of the masses the uh the irrational yeah. masses, you know, are the loudest ones. Um, they make it seem like there's a problem. It's always really depressing when they go to do things like like we talked about before with hatchlings. We're going to fix this problem, and they misidentify the problem with mm-hmm. this solution that miss that like misattributes a, a potential fix for a non-problem that isn't a solution, even if it was a problem. It's like so yeah. fractally wrong um you know like let's oh let's do out of raid healing it's never stopped a hatchling from being a hatchling it's literally three thousand rubles um they they have no you know there's no risk reward or whatever um so the three thousand rubles is not going to deter them you know having to heal or whatever uh but it, it just proves that like they they hear that the problem is x and they try to solve the problem that they hear as X, which they see as Y with a solution Z that wouldn't even fix X or Y or Z, yeah. like, ugh. Yeah, and it felt like it felt like that kind of happened a little bit with the interchange extracts. And like I said, I almost like going back to your point. I I like though that they have such a clear like vision for the game and where they want it to be and um, mechanics in the game that might not be incredibly popular, but they're passionate about like some of these alternate extracts. Like I love that. Like. And so to piggyback on what you're saying, yeah, this is in no way to just like poop on them as devs. Like it's so obvious that they care and are so passionate about the game. But yeah, it's just it's when it's it's exactly like you were saying. It's when we when there's a solution to something that wasn't even a problem, and the solution wouldn't have fixed the problem. It just feels it's like oh man, like we missed the mark here, especially when it was communicated because expectation is a big thing, right? Like if Nikita had said like. We're just not going to add interchange extracts. It'd be like, oh, okay, well, that sucks, but at least we know. But like they said, we're doing three new ones. And like, we, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, it's like, okay, maybe we'll have a dynamic one in there. They've been doing a lot of that. But I really think we all thought it was going to be like, sweet, three new extracts. I didn't run think, this I didn't, place. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think it was going to be two of the extracts you never use yeah. and another one that is super situational that you have to have something for. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a little a bit. Four million dollar key card. Yep. To use. But you know what the you know what the sad uses. the sad the saddest bit um of this is that a, like a, what happens is a lot of times the changes that they make to fix the problem, they don't fix the problem, but they make the game more annoying and just kinda like yeah. it just you know, it's like, okay, you added these changes, great. Well now, you know, it, it either doesn't positively affect me in any way or doesn't affect me at all. Like these new extracts, I'm just not gonna use them. Nothing's changed. Um, yeah, but sometimes it can be like annoying and inconveniencing and just not bringing any real benefit to the gameplay, like in my opinion, out of raid healing. But mm-hmm. then after all of that, because it took the community whining for so long about the quote problem that finally Nikita's like, fine, I'm going to take this time and resources to fix your problem that you're all complaining about. And then they go to quote fix it and they don't yeah. fix it. And then nobody's happy. He says, well, the game is hardcore and you're not meant to have fun. So it's like. <laughs> Oh, well now now it's just like now he's got to defend and stick with uh yeah. you know the the thing that he w- was 
convinced to add against his will yeah. in the first against place. Against his own will, yeah. Oh man. No, I just... do think I do think we need to talk even just for a second before we move on because we we kind of both alluded to the fact that I think the viewer would would uh, think that neither of us think the extract camping problem on interchange is that big of a deal. But I know there's a lot of people that really do, and so I feel like we should instead, of, you know, as opposed to just saying, no, let's just dismiss them. That's not. A thing. <laughs> let's just dismiss. Here's the here's the really quick conversation I had with somebody in my chat, and it and it went really well. He was like, I can't play interchange. There's so many extract campers, and I was like, dude, let me just let me just throw a situation out for you. If everybody thinks, if everybody that's new to the game that joined the subreddit or is in the forums or is in some chats and some streams, they're trying to learn interchanged. If they think, if the general wisdom is that there are extract campers everywhere, how does that affect how you play the game when you're approaching your extract? You might take a wider route. You might move slower. You're going to be ADSing a lot. You're going to be scanning for people. Now, let's say two people are approaching the same extract from different sides doing that. They're playing really slow. You maybe ran to a bush and then crouched in a bush to get your stamina back because you're scared of the extract campers. Oh, wait, what is that? I hear something. I hear something over there. It's a person. And you one-tap them. All that other guy is going to yell is that you were an extract camper. Mm. But you were only playing slow because you were you had heard about these legendary extract campers. Exactly. And now we've created extract campers, but they're not really camping. They're just playing slow, but there's no way. And it just, we just keep fulfilling our own prophecy that we make. And he was just like, I never thought about it that way. We, dude, like, yeah. we literally, we created, it's a bunch of creepy old fat hairy dudes that are all out in the woods with cameras and they're all looking for Bigfoot. And all they see is a bunch of creepy fat hairy silhouettes <laughs> running through the woods. <laughs> dude, that is exactly, exactly. And so it's so, it's just like with something like that, with, with camping, it's so hard to call that because there's, there's got, there can be a million reasons. I was playing reserve once. I was in a sniper tower. I had just gotten out of a fight and I had four blacked limbs. I was up there with my survive 12 for like a long time healing myself. And some dude runs up the staircase. Obviously, I hear him way before he sees me. I just stand up. I shoot him. And he comes in the chat and he's like, you extract camping, son of a... Just like oh ripping it. And I just I just pulled the clip up and he ended up he ended up like subbing and like hanging out because he was like, oh, dude, I had no idea. And it's just like, we just we just got to cool it. We just got to roll that back. You know what I mean? Because like, it's so hard to call that. It's my it's the fucking know. video I did a while ago about assumptions yeah. about how like mm -hmm. you just never you, you, you never know what the fuck what was going on in, in 98% of the situations. I mean, the same thing happened to me the other day. Um, I, I killed a dude, um, and he like took some bullets. He was wearing, uh, he was wearing the, the new, um, slick armor. He didn't have a helmet. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, he was going meta with a valve with SPP with the slick armor and he had the, the giant backpack. Um, mm -hmm. and he was, I think he was like chasing after a hatchling. And he finally ended up like killing him or something, but he was running around uh, close to the lobby in labs. And I was in that, you know, the back hallway where there's like, uh, it's like kind of a Z shape. Um, oh God, I don't know how to describe it. There's no point. But um, I was like back there uh, and I had come up from the basement and I'd spawned, you know, it was maybe five minutes into the match. Okay. So uh, I, I popped out because I was coming up to the door and I heard the wood in the, the main, the main front lobby area. Um, mm -hmm. where like the broken elevators are. 
and I popped out and I killed him and uh, he was totally juiced up, but I had like 855 A1. Uh, so he he yeah, tanked yeah. a few shots because I like hit his leg, his arm, his stomach, his arm, his leg, his arm, his chest, yeah. his stomach, his arm. I mean, it took like almost 30 rounds um, in a kind of a spray, panic spray to to, to kill a guy. Well, I went, he, he was, he was streaming um, and, and a couple days later I was looking at his tag and I was like, oh yeah, I wanted to see from his perspective what that was like. And um, I'm not going to call anybody out, but he was basically like, wow, that guy probably spawned there and just waited there for five minutes slow yeah. walking waiting in that corner you know he's like it probably took him him and his buddies like a week to be like guys we're gonna go labs today let's do it let's, <laughs> he's like let's take he, he took all of his best stuff i had an uh, an adar and uh the level three vest the the tan yep. the vest rig no helmet yep. and swordens and but i was the guy that was scared never yeah. been to labs before was camping um yep. it's just like nah dude you were chasing after hatchling you weren't paying attention so when i heard you running i popped out and shot you <laughs> you know yep. it, it's so funny it was like i wonder if if he knew if he knew that it was me he wouldn't have said yeah. that i was just camping and, and it was so, my first time in labs it's so it's so hard right because we've all done it. i do it man i was playing labs it's really easy to do on labs too because like <laughs> you sometimes you turn a corner and there's like three dudes crouched looking at you and you're like well I'm dead. And it's so easy to just spout that out and be like, oh, well, I wonder what it's like to just camp labs all day. But yeah. it's hard to like, and it's, it's, and I think there's a distinction there because when you're always going to feel that and, and I'm oftentimes release that and like be frustrated, but there, there almost like has to be a point where it stops. Like, you know what I mean? Where we just, we can't just perpetuate uh, yeah. that information like over and over and over again. And like for all eternity, every time anyone in my chat says labs, I'm like, I'm never going to go there again because all people do is X, Y, or Z. It's like, that's where it's like, we've kind of crossed the line into like, man, we're just, we're creating the narrative. You know what I mean? Because yeah, exactly. once again, if I'm scared, if I'm playing labs and I'm scared that there's people camping everywhere, I'm or slow creeping everywhere, I'm going to slow creep. So I can say, and it's just like, we just create, we create it. So I just felt like we should just, at least explain it, at least from my perspective, like we we kind of pass off on the extra campers on interchange. I'm not saying that people don't do it. I have experienced teams where they're just holding, you know, you got four people, they're holding bushes, and it's like I've died to it and it sucks. But it's I, not yeah, every I can, raid, I can honestly you know I, mean? I can honestly say, I mean, I interchange is not my most played map by all by any means. I've done yeah. hundreds and hundreds of raids on interchange. And all I can yeah. say is that someone who it, you know, I mean, I, I get criticized for being a no lifer, right? You know, I've got five or six thousand hours. It, I don't yeah, think yeah. anybody is going to say that I don't play enough to have like a decent sample size of experiences, you know, yeah. right? But I've never, except for one time, and it's the most funny, ironic bullshit ever, but was literally I, I, when I run to the extract, I run to the extract and I get to the extract and I, I'll I might fight someone on the way. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I've never been like attacked in the 10 seconds while I'm extracting. I've never been shot at. But one time yeah. there's a clip that has like 2000 views um, <laughs> where it's like um, someone's like, oh, yeah, I watch. He's going to get clapped by an extract camper. And I'm like, I've literally never seen. And it was bang, a bullet like hit next to me. And I was like, <laughs> oh, and I just went prone and I made it out. But it was like, I've, it's never happened. So, yeah, like it, I'm not saying that it never happens. I'm just yeah. saying that if I've done a thousand raids on interchange and i've never experienced it once can anybody blame me for saying i don't think it's a problem if it was yeah. a problem i would have experienced it a few times 
you know, just statistically exactly. speaking, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, if, it's, if it's a rampant problem and you've played a thousand interchange raids. Exactly. You know, so, so I had to have experience. A, a good segue, speaking of rampant problems, because this is mm. something that I want to not like walk back or clarify or whatever, but I want to give some perspective on the cheater situation. Um, mm. Because they're everywhere. This is, <laughs> this is a it's kind of an interesting nuanced discussion that I think needs to be had that I, we can never yeah. unfortunately have when it's like one person talking in a stream and like hundreds of people in chat. It's just it's, yeah. just, it's impossible. So now we can talk and and everybody can listen. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, I am an asshole. Um, <laughs> so for the longest time, um, this is probably starting like a month ago and then going backwards to like the last few months, every time somebody would come in to the stream and say, God, I'm so sick of labs. Why are you playing labs? It's infested with cheaters. And I never had, I never had, um, like every now and then it was, you know, there were just some kind of obvious sort of blatant things, you know, when the person yeah. is like battle, I, I cheat lol, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, you need to take it situation by situation. But so many people would say, I got killed by a cheater. And everything yeah. I know about netcode and how buggy Tarkov is and everything tells me yeah. that my first reaction should be, let's be skeptical. Let's be reasonable. Do you have a clip? You do great. Let's look at it. And 99% of the time, it's you can just tell that it's desync because you see yeah. their ping is 280 and you see the person runs in place, they shoot them, there's no damage, the person teleports, then all of a sudden yeah. they die and there's like no sound. It's like that was just the game being fucking buggy, right? Yeah. So when people come in and say there's cheaters everywhere and I say, I I've never said there are not cheaters. Yeah. I've just always said your clip doesn't convince me. When someone's yeah, like yeah, there's a hundred percent de facto proof that they're that they're there are cheaters, it's like, well, I don't need proof because like I I know that they exist. The question is, how prevalent are they? Um, mm -hmm. But I will. So for the longest time, I was seen as somebody just saying there's no cheaters, which is just kind of a stupid, unfair summary yeah, of skepticism, true. right? Like if somebody says I was abducted by aliens and I say, I don't believe your bullshit story. I'm not saying there's no aliens. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's something there's there's a distinction that needs to be made between I don't believe X or X is not true. Right. I'm not yep. convinced by your argument. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. It just means you're Absolutely. shitty, you know, at, at, you know, convincing me. Um, yeah. But the last two weeks, I will say that nine out of 10 raids, I get killed by someone that I am quite confident because I'll never be 100% sure. Again, there's a million reasons mm -hmm. why yep. any one of these one-offs, you know, they could be streaming, they could be totally legit until I see it from their perspective, um, you know, or whatever, it, you know, that's one thing, but I'm, I'm pretty fucking sure that, that they're cheating because I've seen enough clips to know that the, the sort of the difference between when someone's speed hacking versus, yeah. versus desync teleporting. Desync, um, yeah. They look very similar they, because it's a character moving fast. Right. Exactly. But, and that's the thing for, for people that don't have as much experience, either A, in the game or B, just in like you were saying, in the research you've done, they do look identical. You know what I mean? Because especially how bad it can get in Tarkov. You can see people wrap around corners, 
And it's not, yeah, it's not a speed hack. It's desync, but it can it can get wild. Yeah, I mean, all it's all it would take to convince any of any of these folks, or at least inform them, is for it's. And if you're not a content creator, you don't record your gameplay, and your friends aren't recording the other yeah. side. When I if when I've played with people, uh, you know, over in EU, or there's been a couple times where I played with like Pest and Slush, uh, you know, when Pest was in Australia and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he was just fucking teleporting all over the place. All he'd be walking over, yeah. in place. I'd turn around and he'd be standing uh, at one end of the the long hallway by like the red room, uh, the red key card mm-hmm. room. And all of a sudden, brrr, he would catch up and the game like replays all those inputs. Like, oh shit, it doesn't skip yeah. right to um, right to where they are now. It says, oh, I need to queue up these 72,000 fucking events where it's like he's here, then here, then here. But it's like, but I need to do it quickly. You know, so it like yeah, yeah, catches up and then you're dead. And it's like because he was shooting at you four seconds ago and your client took four seconds to respond, you know. So, I mean, that's just typical desync. But when I was doing a charity stream yesterday, we we're doing viewer kits and one of the uh, I spawned, um, you know, there's the server room you can spawn by like the forklifts um, yep. in that, that back back area. So he spawned with an item case. And I didn't know it, so you know, I, I killed him. I open up the backpack, and I'm and I'm standing behind, like crouched behind the uh, behind the the forklift. forklift. And then, literally, like fifteen seconds into the raid, I just see a guy go zooming by, and he sprays me through through the. Uh, uh, I, I don't even see him. He's not even on my. I'm looking in that direction, and he's literally not. I get like 120 frames a second. He's literally not in any one of the frames. He shoots me through the, uh, or at least it appeared as if he shot me through the forklift and I just died. And it yeah. was the same guy that killed me four raids in a row. And every time he was just like legit teleporting everywhere. Really? And it got to the point where like he'd be teleporting and like spamming comms. And like it was obvious he was just trolling. I don't know if yeah. he was stream sniping. I don't know if like it just so happened that. You know, we get you get into the same rhythm. So a lot of times you'll get in the same raid as somebody if, you know, yeah. you guys both get in and then because you're going to die, it's going to take you five minutes to to uh, gear up again. It's going to take them five minutes to grab your, their, your shit and extract and then you're going to yep. queue back up for labs. Queue back up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure, you know, if the uh, you know, if, the, if, you know, the guy was either stream sniping me or just trying to be uh, trying to troll or if he was just a cheater and it just so happened that I'm doing labs viewer kit raids yeah. so i've got like the juiciest of the juice um and he sees that on his fucking overlay or whatever but i don't know mm-hmm. what What do you think i definitely think that uh that it's like there are some days where i i nothing seems bad and then there are other days where it's like yeah. I, I can't i can't play um yeah because people are well, just so zooming were, were you saying that like you the, the past few days you felt like nine like a lot of the raids you were in or a lot of the clips you were seeing a lot like of the raids saying, like, I were in, I was being killed mm, by okay. by people that I was again, and I won't say they were cheating a hundred percent definitive because yeah, that's just stupid. Yeah, for sure. But I will say, like, if I had to, if I had to bet a hundred dollars cash, and I could like sit down with Nikita and the person on the other side of the bet, um, and we could take a look at their stats and watch the videos back, and we, if we had full information, yeah. I would bet based on my experiences that yeah, I'd, I'd put a hundred dollars down that that person was probably cheating. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think for, uh, I definitely have experienced it for sure. And and recently, um, I, I so I'm one that like Labs was my like favorite map of all time when they introduced it, and it was free, and everybody was running it, and it was just like it was so fun. And then they introduced the paywall, and I still played it a ton. For some reason, in point twelve, 
They shifted it again. They shifted the way the Raiders spawn. They shifted the way the buttons work. They made the paywall uh, 300. At the start of 2012, it was 300K for a kid, for a key. I think yeah. it's 150-something now, but it was 300K at the beginning. So I basically just like dropped off labs and I've been starting to get back into it. And it just feels like the meta is completely shifted from six, eight months ago. So I feel way less confident on it. And uh, I have definitely felt like a few sus encounters. Um, uh, there was like, and, and, it, and it's definitely insult to injury when you like, you're like trying so hard to be like, well, maybe they did this or maybe it was desync. And then the end of raid screen comes up and it's like the guy's name is like, I don't miss lol. And you're like, oh. yeah. Yeah. Like you're trying to like give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I've experienced it's weird. So, uh, and you know, the, the definite like general conventional wisdom is now like labs is where they all hang out. Uh, I experienced a, a few outside of that. So I, I was doing a reserve raid and it was like a, it was so weird because like on one hand, I felt like if he was cheating, I should have died way earlier. But then on the other hand, it felt super weird. Like it was just, I was playing with a duo and this guy peeked up and like he took a few shots and we were both able to be like, oh, he has an M1A. I saw him, he had an M1A SAS. Like we, we know it was an M1A and like, and then I peeked him and he shot one time and I had, um, we counted because I took a screenshot of it. We counted, there were eight holes in my face mask and I was dead. There were eight separate bullets and it was one shot. And I was like, hmm, interesting. And then his like username was just like a bunch of numbers. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I don't think I've experienced that outside of labs. So it's interesting. I think it's so, it's just so hard to quantify you know what I mean? Like, uh, especially like we were talking about the point where like the the fear of X kind of creates X, where like the fear of people cheating creates people that like hide or play much slower. And then sometimes you can just bust through a door and die without seeing where you died from. And then you're like, oh, well, these cheaters are just like zooming around. And so, um, but it's definitely... It's hard. I've, I've I've experienced it, but not a whole whole lot. Yeah. So here's the deal. I mean, I if I could play labs all day every day, I would just because I like close quarters yeah. combat, and I, I very rarely, um, I'm I'm never getting shot from somewhere I didn't see because there's no other than like the uh the little foliage and like the planters in the main area. Yeah. It's there's just gray walls, and I'm good with walls and boxes. You know, because yeah, you can yeah. see people and I'm good at controlling um, like it's the reason why I love factory, too. I'm good at like movement and using cover and angles and walls and hallways and doorways and being able yeah. to flank in small you know situations. If I'm just like if you want to go from shoreline, a spawn to the resort, there's nothing you can do except run from like loose yeah. visual cover to loose visual cover. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> yeah. You can't like you could slow walk, but then you're just a slow moving target. If you're sprinting, well, then you're just a slightly faster, but still barely moving target with no cover. It's just all about who yeah. sees who. I mean, that's so that's why I like labs and I like um, factory because they're close quarters. And I feel like it's more. I don't want to say it's more skill based because they're like different skills, but it's just that's what I like. I like to be able to control yeah. fights. Um, and you know, there's very rarely am I ever going to get shot and be like, I have no idea where that came from. Um, yeah, but, uh, but the, the, it all, the biggest issue here is that the vast, vast, vast majority of cheaters would, would go away 
if people would stop buying real money shit from websites because that's the the problem is is that um there was actually a a hack that was recently uh a a cheat that was recently um figured out by battle eye um that it it was a day where it was like nikita told me because i was complaining to him like dude it's actually getting really bad and i've been the one that's been like trying to defend (laughs) and it's like it's really hard to like when you've been saying like it's not that bad they're working on it and then all of a sudden like you experience it a ton then it's like I'm not a hypocrite. I just can only I can only deal yeah. with the information I have. So if I don't experience it yeah. and all your evidence sucks, then I'm not convinced. And then as soon as I become convinced, it's not that I was a hypocrite and I only believe it when it happens to me. Um, because there are plenty of times where I get killed by people and everybody that's watching is like, oh, that was so sketch. I'm like, nah, that was fine. Yeah. And then there are also times where this is a little bit of a diatribe I, I wanted to mention before I forget. Um, that not every cheater is going to be like the CSGO spin botting total rage like obvious. Yeah. There are plenty of people that 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 cheat that play normally and they, they are scared and they don't have like aim hacks and they don't have speed hacks, but they you know they can see your silhouette through the wall, you know, or, yeah. or whatever, and they're playing slow because they're not confident or they're bad at video games or whatever. <laughs> they just want a little bit of an advantage. Um and yeah, it's so I guarantee that all of us have been killed a ton by people who were cheating and it was never suspicious. And I guarantee a lot of us have been killed by people who were totally suspicious that weren't cheating. So yeah. you just yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. have to shrug your shoulders and just sort of have faith that they're doing something about it and just kind of wait and hope. Um, but yeah, the, the, the issue comes down to the real money um, because, because like they can ban an account. But if you're making hundreds or yeah. thousands of dollars a day or a week, selling rubles then you can buy a hundred accounts brand new accounts and that's that doesn't matter and it's hard to solve that problem you know what i mean but that that is the problem because yeah i would i would venture a guess that the of the of all the cheaters that's the yeah like you're i think that's what you're implying is that most of them cheat for that reason yeah there are going to be people are going to cheat because aggressive cheats yeah, yeah because they want like the ones that are blatant to me, it seemed like they're the ones that it's not like CSGO where the game is free. You know what I mean? So like you yeah. can just make another Steam account and, and play the game and cheat all you want. There's nothing preventing you except for like a hardware ID ban. But you, there's you know ways yeah. around that. As, as far as I've heard, I, I don't know enough about this stuff to know. Um, I just always assume there's ways around anything if you're smart enough. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but like the only way that, that you you either don't care about money or money's not a problem. If you're going to be so blatant that you're going to kill yeah. a streamer with thousands of viewers so blatantly five times in a row, like, okay, bud. And with an EOD account, yeah. like, all right, I guess, I guess you're okay <laughs> with it. And, and you know, if you're killing me and you're taking all my stuff and then you're, you know, getting rubles from it and then selling them for, for, for real money. Who cares if you get banned? Just, just buy another $150 account. You'll make that $150 yeah. in an hour, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I have no idea how much these things sell for or whatever. But like, yeah, I mean, so I don't know if there's any way. Like, the only thing that we can do as a community is convince everybody in the community, our friends, the newbies, to don't buy shit from these companies. Don't buy yeah. items. That's the only thing we can do, you know? Um, yeah. Kill cams aren't going to do it. Um, no. I, you know, after the 
I don't know how you feel about kill cams, but un, un, the thing is that un, unless the person is totally blatant and like want you, they want to make it obvious because they don't care. You know, like they're one of those <laughs> sick fucks. Um, <laughs> a kill cam is not going to prove anything because like I very intentionally, and I've always done yeah. this even before I was a content creator, when I was 17 playing call of duty four or whatever. Um, I would be aiming at a wall, following footsteps through a wall with my turtle beaches, you know, because yeah. I'm a sound whore to, to the untrained eye quote, they're just, I'm a blatant wall hacker. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like any sufficient, you know, sufficiently advanced future technology is indistinguishable from magic. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, anybody yeah. who who does something or acts on information that you don't know about or does a strat or a tactic based on either intuition or information that they've gathered from whatever. Anybody that does that stuff that you don't expect, you just assume they have the information from elsewhere. Yep. Um, mm. You know, yeah. It's yeah, it's rough. And I think the thing, the thing that I always try to tell people is that like, like as brutal as it feels in those moments, like the best thing to do for me, I don't want to say it's best to do for everybody, but like the best thing to do to like keep me sane as a player is like, isn't to just like spend 20 minutes arguing about is it and like watch the clip over and over and over and over and over. It's like, what could I have done better in that situation? Like, because even if the dude's blatantly cheating, I, there's almost always it's like, you know what I mean? Because how we we all win fights we shouldn't have won, and we all lose fights we should have won. You know, it just happens sometimes where you push the guy and the dude hits you in the face, and you're like, oh, he had such low gear. And so my my thought process is like, it doesn't if I don't know if it's not like a blatant like you were saying, like an absolute blatant just speed hack, spamming taunts, just spinning around, shooting me a bunch, then. If I don't know, then I'm going to try and learn from it. it. It's just like, because if there's a chance that it was a real situation, how can I learn from that? How could I, should I have not done X? Should I do Y? Should I not do this again? Should I not peek so wide? Like, it's just, I'm trying to turn it into some sort of not positive experience, but like experience. something to take from it other than cheater, 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 cheater. Yeah, that to me sure. is a huge. It's just going to make you a better player. If you're if you're trying to figure out how to get better even when people are cheating on you, you're just going to you're going to end up a better gamer. Like you yep. just are. And that's what I want to be. And so it sucks and it can be frustrating and it's sometimes you just get tilted and you have to play another game or stop because it's rampant or or it, that's the thing in Tarkov is that like there's so much like you could get you could get killed, you know, 17 raids in a row and you know, seven of them were just like, yep, I just lost that fight. You know, seven of them were like, I felt like I should have won that fight. And that's why that's super frustrating. And then one or two times it was like sus. And you can just go full tilt. And that's like, it's like you almost can't even blame somebody for that. Cause it's like, yeah, it's not like they experience cheaters all night, but sometimes you just have a really bad day in Tarkov. And it, even the potential cheater can tilt you. So, like, I get the frustration. So it's like, just try to pull anything out of it other than like, you know, this game sucks. Battle I X Y Z. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, uh, and and that what I just literally when you were saying that it gave me two different perspectives. One of which is, um, I I realized that uh, the people, it's like as a from a streamer's perspective and from a content creator's perspective, um, we get shit for basically saying like I don't know that guy was suspicious <laughs> because then all of a sudden the chat turns into. 
oh, what do you mean? That was totally normal. All of a sudden, like all the people yeah. that are that are like like deniers of it, you know, uh, uh, complete deniers of it, want to play devil's advocate. Um, yeah. But then at the same time, you know, and as annoying as that is, where it's like, okay, come on now. I realize that you know I'm for the longest time, like I said before, when someone comes in and says, "I fucking hate this game. I get killed by cheaters every raid." That what what they're saying is hyperbole. It's a little bit over yeah. the top, but they're frustrated and they're coming to vent. And the fucking last thing that they need to hear from from me is, "You probably didn't get killed by a cheater, even if it's true." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now I I I feel like I just. I just learned a little bit more about yeah. like, man, I got to the things that people say are reactionary and the yeah. things I say are reactionary. And um, yeah, we should hold hold people to the same standards that we want them, you know, to hold them to. If, if I have a shitty raid, um, yeah. I want to be like, fucking this camping douchebag. What a pansy. He's so like, how do people yeah. play this game? And they're so and then it, because usually what happens is if everybody in chat is like, yeah, that sucks, Gigi, then I can say. All right, I need to wind that back. Like the, 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 the yeah, guy, the yeah. guy, like he won the game. He played the game better than me in that scenario. Yeah. So I, I, I can't shit on the guy. He's not a coward. He, you know, or maybe he is new, but it doesn't matter. There's no wrong way to play yeah. the game. Um, props to him. But that's just like the I lost and I want to bitch about it. Let me be yeah. irrational for a little bit. Uh, just l listen, pat me mm. on the back, and then let me. Let me come to terms with it and realize, like, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm, and then move on. Yeah. yeah. So I'm Dude, gonna I'm gonna great, try to do that more. Uh, I'm gonna try with with people in chat because it's hard. It's hard with no emotion behind it, without knowing the experience to to have that idea. But you're absolutely right because we get to do that as streamers. We because you always want to vent to somebody who knows your circumstances. So you'd want to vent to a group of people who understand Tarkov because they understand your circumstances and they can be like, "Wow, I understand that pain. That sucks." We get to do that because every time we click on the stream, we're around people who are in that circle. But somebody who's just playing solo, who gets so tilted that they, you know, close down the game and then they pull up their favorite streamer. The first they're thing they're going to do is go vent, right? They're, yes, they're going to vent that. And yeah, and when we're like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. That's just like pouring gasoline on it. I hadn't really, I didn't even realize when I was saying that gave you that epiphany and then you just gave it to me because I didn't even realize that. Yeah. So now I'm point. just going to be like, oh man, one of those days. Yeah, dude, we've all, we've all had them. You know, yeah. but it, what I don't like, what I really fucking hate is when people come in and they don't just say that they're frustrated with cheaters or whatever. They say, when is that shithead money grubbing yes. thief Nikita gonna, you know, I bet you he probably likes the cheats because he bans them and they just have to buy another copy. And, you know, like I hate that yeah. because that's that's fucking a different bullshit, yeah. malicious, totally unfair um, nonsense that that that, yeah, is, is it's not. It's not criticism. It's not constructive in any way. It's nope. it's tinfoil hat Alex Jones bullshit um, yes. that that doesn't have a place in um, in like actual banter, you know. But if yep. you know, unless you want to bring forth documents from leaked emails about yeah, you know exactly the, 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 the Nikita talking <laughs> to the fucking aimware.exe guy, like whatever. I don't want to <laughs> hear about it, right? Like yeah. Um. But but yeah, one of these days I plan on seeing if I can get somebody on the line uh, from Battle Eye. I'm going to talk to Nikita and see because I would love to mm. learn a little bit how Battle Eye works. I, I don't know if they use machine learning or whatever. I have some ideas about how yeah. I, there's no way that I, that the things that I'm thinking of are novel in any way. Um, and there's no way yeah. that they're not have either ruled out the ideas I have, whether or not it's with machine learning or data science, um, which are things I have some experience with. 
there's no way that that they're that either a they are using it and they're way smarter than me at it or b <laughs> yeah. uh they ruled it out and they're able to do something better even if it's just like more simple heuristics that doesn't involve tons of yep. data science and stuff so but i would be love to I, I would love to learn um maybe we'll have an interview or something if, if i'm lucky enough to to get somebody on the line from battle eye that mm. would would be willing to uh to share whatever they could um but uh but i think now is a, a good time to mention oh actually wait a minute juice time juice time yeah juice time yeah juice Where time yeah uh, fucking juice time where did you get that? Oh my god! Uh, did you make that? No, no. I, I I had to Google Nikita Juice Time. Um, and one one peg has a a video on uh, on YouTube where it's a, a BSG Nikita podcast meme supercut. Oh, so so I mean it, it's from it's from the one of the live streams. He happened to uh, to edit that together. So I got a credit. Uh, one pig uh, there for the. That's I wasn't a, expecting the singing and the music. That was just a gem. That was a I gem. Know. I know. It's, that was the first thing I found that I'm like, well, I can't not use this. So, and uh, I use it. So yeah. So juice time is our our own little sort of Tarkov story corner where we share some of our experiences, you know, of all kinds, you know, good and bad from the past and present. Uh, so I want to I want to talk about uh, if you'll if you'll humor me, my first ever raid in Escape from Tarkov. Oh. I would actually love to hear about that. I had never. We're going to be talking a little bit about, um, you know, what brought us to Tarkov a little bit later. Um, but uh, but I had seen a little bit of gameplay, and I'm like, fuck it. I, I was so desperate for a new game. I was just sick of PUBG. Um, mm -hmm. so I I I got Tarkov, and I literally, without any, I never watched a video. I just watched a little bit of a, of a stream. Uh, without any context, and it was someone who didn't know the game very well either. So of course, I'm just oh, not geez. not getting any information whatsoever. I actually thought that it was a zombie game when people were talking about because yeah. uh, they were they were talking about the scavs. They were at the gas station, I think. It's so funny because when you don't know the game and you watch someone play, like all of the places that you're seeing are foreign. They're not like landmarks yes. that you recognize. So like I'm picturing like a gas station that it's like now that I think about it, it's like I'm picturing Day Z. It's, it wasn't even Tarkov yeah, for sure because it's just like not a, a, a place. I think it might have been old gas, though. But um, there were there were scavs, and I just remember them being like, "Oh my god, the scavs! Oh god!" And they hear him talking, and I'm like, "They must be zombies or something." I never saw them, but they yep. were just freaked out. And I'm like, "Maybe it's aliens. Maybe it's zombies. I'm not really sure. I didn't think about it, you know, as what it was. You know, sort of a pseudo post apocalyptic, you know, uh, closed military scenario or whatever." But yep. So no context on the game whatsoever. No idea that it was hardcore. Nothing. I thought it was just Daisy, basically. Which even then I didn't have a whole lot of experience with that. So I literally was like, okay, I grabbed my PMC, uh, was like looking at all this stuff. I'm like, okay, I got all this gear. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I ended up with, the, my loadout was a, a scav vest, nothing in it, a single <laughs> Makarov uh, gun with one magazine mm. and one Makarov magazine in my pocket. And I went into woods nighttime. Oh my God. Because I didn't know it was nighttime. I didn't know that yep. there was like times oh, of the day. The yeah. whole idea of the times, I didn't, I just thought like, I want to play a game. How do I play a game? Yep. You know what I mean? And you're oh clicking through God. the menus and it's just, all it is is like warnings. This is a beta, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Just like warning, 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 warning. <laughs> like, do you want to go through it? And my heart's fucking racing. I'm like, what 
is this? Yep. And I, I just like click. I'm like, I don't know. Woods, maybe like woods seems like, you know, I don't know. It just sounds good enough. It'll yep. be woods. It, I, there won't be like scary buildings or whatever. I just clicked on the thing. I'm like, I, it was military time, which I didn't realize. So it was like, you know, 237. And I'm like, oh, okay. Not realizing that, you know, it's not 1437. <laughs> so I, yep. I click. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's grab this. And I just hit ready up spawn in and it's like is my monitor broken like i dude it's pitch black and yeah i i can't it's so hard to give it in it because it's such a different perspective but what happened was i was walking around along the the outside uh the outside wall you know there's the um the building that's just like a craggly old brick building with nothing in it over yep. by one of the spawns Mm -hmm. Um, over on that side, there's an area where the wall, cause the, the whole map has a, like a perimeter around it, basically. Yeah. If it's not like on the wall side, um, sorry, the, the water side. And there's one area where like the wall kind of breaks and you can jump in, but it's kind of like a little bit of a circular ish sort of area. What ended up happening was I got over there and I was just following the wall in a circle. Oh, I my. never, I never saw the hole in the wall. Because it was pitch black. I know fucking exactly black. where you're talking about. It's just like, it just like breaks just into this tiny little like more wall. Yep. It's just, it, it's, it's, I don't know why it's there, but I know exactly what you're talking about. So the first thing I do is I'm walking around and I'm like, okay, I don't know the map. Let me just follow the, the wall, right? It's like when you don't mm -hmm. know a maze, you're like, I'll just take lefts, you know? Yep. <laughs> so I'm following the wall in, in circles. 10 minutes goes by. 15 minutes goes by. 20 minutes goes by just walking around like what is this game dude oh like what God. is this fucking game finally all of a sudden a scav jump scares me out of nowhere again i think it's like an alien because i have no idea <laughs> and all i hear is like Aah! you know so and i go bang 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 seven shots out of my macro i've gone go click 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 nothing happens i'm freaking out i hit r r r r r i emergency reload throw the magazine on the ground so I have another magazine. I then go pop, 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 pop. I kill the scab and I'm limping. I have no painkillers. Mm. I'm bleeding. But like, uh, it, it's, it's like a, I had most of my health, but I was bl a slow bleed and a broken, uh, actually, oh a, maybe gosh. a blacked out leg. I don't think there was even breaks at the time. Um, yeah. When I first started in like 0.5 or 0.6, you, uh, you could never actually break a bone. Um, so like splints were just literally useless items. Um, but, um, but so I was just limping and, and I ended up dying. I think of like either blood loss or dehydration after like 40 minutes yeah. of just walking around in circles in the pitch black, not realizing, first of all, I was like, where did my magazine go? Like the game is bugged. I just lost my mag. Not knowing that when you double tap R, you do a fast reload and you drop your mag. Mm -hmm. Um, so lost the fucking magazine. So so like, there was another scav nearby. I didn't have any. I didn't even bring extra bullets because the concept of having to load bullets in a mag yeah. is not anything that exists in any other game that I've ever played. Yep. You know, you just hit R and it just fills the mag. Always, yeah. You know, and it takes all the extra ammo and it puts it in build up magazines and, you know, whatever. So I literally wandered around for 45 minutes, had no idea what was going on, no meds, didn't realize how any of the health system worked or anything. I that was in November of 2017. Yeah, I closed the game and didn't open it up again until February. <laughs> Dude, that's I love it's it's so weird, man. We get so 
I don't want to say we take it for granted, but maybe we do. There's there the I love hearing about early raids because it's such a different game. Like the game Escape from Tarkov now of you know two thousand hours in, four thousand hours in is still fun. It's still a one a game that I want to like invest my life into. But it's not that game anymore. You know what I mean? There's like that's a it's a scary it's a scary game to be on nighttime with no concept of like where an extraction is. You know what I mean? You just hear these like whisper, and you're just like, oh my god, what? The? Like, oh you think man, you think they're aliens? You don't know how to extract. Yeah, you don't yeah, even know. That's funny. You don't even know what that's a raid funny. is conceptually. Like, we take yeah. for granted that there's a million guides and stuff out there, but I, I'm not the type that yeah. I like. I want to learn myself, so I didn't even go watch guides. Yeah. Um, I just jumped right I mean, into it. November 2017. I don't even know how many there were back then. I mean, that's way before I picked up the game, but. It's so that's a that's such a unique perspective to like know so little about the game because that's hard to understand now because it's I mean you know when you've got the dock and summit and big people playing it's hard to think about you know it's hard to think about the fact that even just eight months ago there were like twenty one hundred concurrent players globally you know what I mean yeah. so like it really went from this small thing it's so interesting to see because yeah there were a, a, so many like Daisy people that moved over to it or something like that so. It's not very far fetched at all to think that the scabs would be zombies or just that the enemies would be zombies. Yeah. And so to then go in nighttime so you can't even see them walking around like normal people holding weapons, you just hear it. That's some scary stuff right there. It's it's such a different game for like new players are playing one game and yes. all the like veterans are playing a completely different game. Did you ever play yeah. Diablo 2 by any chance? No, I didn't. Okay, so uh, just just to give you like a quick sort of rundown, um, there. Have you seen any of the Diablo games at all? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I've seen some gameplay, yeah. So you know, conceptually, like you could be a dude who can have fucking axes or magic. You run around, kill mobs. Mm -hmm. There's loot that drops, whatever. Um, yep. You can play the game if you play it like just totally as they designed it. You'll start off in like normal mode, Act One. You know, uh, Area One. And it's like you're a level one guy with level one skills. And you basically yeah. can go through the whole thing in linear order and do all the quests. And you will gradually open up the map and open up to be like, okay, now you're in act two. And there's like a bunch of quests you yeah. have there and new areas until you like kill, you know, Diablo and you beat the game. And then it's like, now you can play the whole game again on nightmare mode. And it's like, everything's a little bit harder. And then, you know, eventually you do it on hell and it's a little bit harder and you you kill mobs and you're going to like pick up their items and slowly use, you know, one by one. And it's almost always you'll play like offline. Like most of the people that start, they just play like single player because um, mm, it's totally yeah. rich. You can play single player if you want. You're going to end up with like, you know, you might have some cool shit at the end and the mobs are easy enough that it doesn't matter. But then like that's how I played for the first like year or two. But then once I got into the meta of like yep. farming and into the game, I would like literally get to the point where as a level one character, you go through a process where you get glitch rushed to the last act of hell at level oh. one. And you just like the meta is you get into games where all they do is just you go to kill bail. You do bail runs where it's like there's a bot. It's literally a bot controlling a character that creates a game called bail run dash one. You, you jump into the game, you go in there, he, Opens up a teleportation thing. He teleports directly to him because he knows where the enemy is because the maps are like um, randomly generated every time. So, oh my god! But, but the the bots have basically like map hacks, so they know exactly where to go. 
Um, and it's not like PvP based, so I never really felt bad about <laughs> doing any of this because yeah, it's just yeah. all like I'm just doing it to level. Um, but uh, but they just you literally spawn into the game. You wait for the bot to open up a teleportation. You you go into the TP. You stand in the corner, and he just farms the boss, and you get like a bajillion XP, so you can get to like oh. level eighty in like two hours. Whereas yeah. if you played the game normally, it would take you a decade, dude. Like, and so you just go into these. Just go and you you power level and then you go and you, um, you know, will we'll trade, uh, you know, different currencies or whatever to just get like instantly off the bat the best tier, the meta kit. You just buy it. And yeah. now it's like this is my character. And now I'm going to go and just do bail runs over and over and over and over, over again, because one out of every thousand runs is like a drops an item, um, you know, that's like something oh wicking exciting that you might yeah. like. Um, but you just do it over and over and over again. And eventually you'll get your character to level 80 and then level eight, you know, to get from like level, you can get to 80 in like doing the, 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 the rushing and the power leveling in like mm -hmm. a couple hours, you can get from 80 to 90, you know, in maybe a day or two. And then from 90 to 91 is like a month. 91 to 92 is oh. like six months. Nine, like it's like the XG is nuts. Um, but it's like, I never, I haven't played that game the quote intended way in forever like mm. the whole part of it was i used to just go and uh be on like the the diablo 2 like jsp forums and you have like there's currency in the forums you get like forum gold um that you can trade and do services for so i would just glitch rush people so i'd say hey i'm gonna glitch rush i have room for six people in my lobby i'm starting at 9 p.m you know and it's 50 gold so that i would just do the service for people where i would basically be like the bot um, where I would go through, oh. and, and I had I had map hack, so I could basically it just overlays <laughs> the it just overlays the because as you're it, it has like yeah. a fog of war kind of thing, to where you yeah. have the map overlaid and you're just like following the walls until you find like the one doorway that you know you need to go to. But it sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. Um, yeah, you know, back in the day, you just turn on the map hack and it just loads it, and you just teleport, whoop, you know, teleport up, go through the door, teleport up, go through the door, open up a portal, and they're ready. And there's a That's whole wild. So, but that was the game. It was me doing services for people. I would get them to act, you know, the final act of hell as a mm -hmm. brand new character. And I, it would take maybe 90 minutes or something for a group of six. They'd all pay me some gold. And uh, and then it was like, cool, going to do another one. Like that was it's a, such a crazy. It's a totally different game than the yeah. person who's like, I just got to level seven and I killed a guy and I got this. This yellow average level mid tier random magic item with like these two like plus one durability and plus two to like attack speed. Yeah. Whereas if you look at like the the shit that that I have like I remember you could uh, you could do what were called rune words and like socket items and you could put runes in a particular order um, in mm. an item that was socketed and it would give you like a bonus. So you'd have something that was like here's an armor that has like plus fifteen durability and you're like cool. And then you put these three things mm -hmm. in it, and now the gotcha. the stats list has a like like thirty five things. That's like plus fifty casting rate, plus twenty percent crit hit chance, plus seven thousand percent damage. Like it's a different game, and you would never yeah. know it existed. And that's how I feel like Tarkov is for new players and for yes. like the end game dudes around. Like I know the flow and the items and the meta and how ballistics works compared to people who are like I have a Makarov and I found an SKS. This is amazing. Yep. And that's why I think like streaming has really like helped Tarkov because you can see that 
Like, you know what I mean? Like every time I can't tell you how many times before I started streaming the game, before when I was just like, I was so just bad and frustrated with the game. I'd play three raids. That's all I could handle. Before I would get so frustrated, I would quit it. I would lay on the couch and then I would watch somebody stream it. And like 20 minutes later, I'd be like, oh my God, I want to play. Because you just, you see somebody playing that game, the game where they're stalking uh, PVP and they're like actually like getting the items that they need and like getting into these like wild gunfights. And uh, yeah, it's, it is super interesting. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, I think I think that's probably enough enough juice time for uh for this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I say we transition over to uh the segment known as Reddit on Reddit, and I uh, understand uh, you have a few things that you collected. You wanted to talk uh, yes. about Reddit on Reddit. So, uh, this is where we just dive into the bountiful hardest that is the Escape from Tarkov subreddit and pull <laughs> a few things that we think are unique or worth talking about. And I think uh, this is a little uh, it, this this post that I found was regarding the uh, soft skills, and it's a little poignant right now because just this last week we had so with twelve point four we had the just the two skills strength and endurance reset completely for all people to test. I'm assuming it's to test how the weight system um, integrates with how those skills are leveled, and we had you know there were a few. A few, I don't know how many, but there were a bunch of people that were able to glitch their way to 51 strength and endurance really easily. And just now this past week, all of those people, as I understand it, with max level strength and endurance were reset. But everyone else who didn't have that max level didn't stay reset. And there was a post that it was basically... It was an interesting take on the post. It was basically like, I glitched strength and endurance to 51. I'm going to do it every time there's an opportunity to do it, strength and endurance need to be changed because they're too OP when we do it. So it's a really interesting perspective. He was not apologizing for do it and he did not make it sound like he was ever going to stop. But he was just like, use me as an example to see what strength and endurance is. And the big thing, I guess the, the thing that kind of really blew my mind was like, I just never even imagined that you could actually without glitching, get strength to 51. It just seems like it's such a slow-moving skill and the wipes happen frequently enough that it couldn't happen. But at 51 strength, and uh, I even checked the wiki to see, and the way that it um, talks about it is that the elite perk is that the, only the weight from your backpack is counted. So he, this Redditor posted a screenshot um, and he had a fort, he had a super chunky, M1A, he had an Altanon, a rig with uh, like 50 round mags for the M1A, no backpack, and his weight was zero. So he was just running around with absolutely no like penalties to his weight with the heaviest gear in the game. And so it was just interesting. So uh, it, it, it just kind of brought up a general kind of like wonder about like the soft skills, how... Uh, a lot of people were really frustrated that they were wiped. It didn't bother me that much. Uh, but what do you what do you think about the soft skill system as it stands? There's a couple pieces to this. First of all, I think that the reason why they reset um, the the strength was originally when the patch came out was not to test the weight, the new weight system. Okay. I, I honestly feel like it it was because it was probably easier to reset everybody than it was to reset the people who exploited it. Um, oh, at that point, at the point where 12.4 came out, they were trying to basically do the same thing. And yeah, let's reset everybody. Yeah. Um, 
so honestly, I feel like that's why they did it because it, it doesn't make sense for a number of reasons that we talked about last time uh, to yeah. reset like late game players one of their stats. It just it's just it's a situation that should never happen where yeah. you know you're gonna have all this gear but not the skills but a bunch of skills but not all of them <laughs> not all the skills but um but so that's one thing I, I just think that they they should i wish they had done that from the beginning just reset the people that clearly glitched it or yeah just reset everybody like figure out what the median is for you know because that's a probably a good you know if, if most of the level you know 60 players if most of them were like level 22 strength then take everybody yeah. that's over level 22 and cap them at 22 and then have it start yeah. over. So they're at least on the same playing field, but without, yeah. you know, they, 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 that would have been, I'm sure probably just as easy as resetting them all. Um, yeah. So there's that piece to it. The other thing is that the, the way that you described that guy's like rationalization um, <laughs> around like, I'm doing it to shed light on. I mean, that just kind of yeah. seems like a bullshit post hoc thing because what he basically he said is you can't, ever achieve this thing that I think should be unachievable and here's yes. why it's so ridiculous because if you could achieve it it would be ridiculous and I'm gonna achieve it unfairly look look how ridiculous it is <laughs> just like what it's, dude it just sounds weird. like you're just trying to pretend as if you don't want to just have the benefits of the thing and yeah. take the shortcut um, and you're just trying to pretend like you're doing it you know quote for science I'm I'm trying to do it, you know, to uh, so that I can test what it's like to be max level. It's like, yeah, if I don't know if there was value in that, I think that that uh, that they allow us to do it in some other way. But I mean, the, I've I've again, I feel like one of those folks that that is maybe in the minority here, but I especially given how hard it is to level and how long it takes. I mean, yeah. you know, again, I don't know how long it's been, but I've played more than probably the average person uh, since the yeah. patch, and I think I'm level three strength. Um, oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not ever going to get to max level, for one no. thing. But I have come across people, and I've played with people uh, on my team and not, who got to, you know, max level skills, whether or not they cheesed them or whether or not they just, like, um, yeah. you know, there's a difference between, like, falling through the map and just using a glitch to get it. Or yeah. saying, I'm going to take two weeks and run around in a yeah. circle. Like th th To me, those are like ethically two different things. Like one I is agree. training, the other, like like grinding, and then the other is, yeah. you know, exploiting. Um, exploiting, absolutely. So, you know, just because the end result is you get it faster than you, quote, normally would, it, 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 the, the, the ends don't necessarily justify the means, but, you know, the, uh, the, it, it depends on how you go about it, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but, and I would definitely agree with that, that like, you know, somebody who wants to, you know, sit in a bush and hatchet their friend's leg. I don't find, I would never do that because I don't find that entertaining. I just would rather bash my head against the wall than to do that for, it takes like 70 hours of doing that or something ridiculous to get strength 51. It's like, oh my gosh. But I don't look at that guy and be like, you're a cheater. You know what I mean? Like you, you did the thing. You just did it in a way that. I wouldn't want to do it. Dude, you went to the gym five days a week for two hours and you curled weights. Wow, you're exploiting the fucking muscle building yeah, system. Yeah, you're exploiting life. Exactly. Uh, in a nutshell, to try to be as succinct as possible, which I, I have a hard time doing, is that um, I've, I've never once in five, 6,000 hours of playing Tarkov, never once have ever at the end of a fight ever thought, 
wow, that guy had max level strength or endurance. Yeah. So, and when I'm playing with people, it's never been like, even if they can jump up on like maybe a box I can't get on. So yeah. fucking what, dude? Like, yeah. it, to me, none, none of the elite level perks seem for how long it takes to get them seem either OP. It's like, to me, they're either really cool. And if you spend a bajillion hours doing the thing, I'm fine with you getting that interesting yeah. perk. Um, they're either that or it's, this is completely useless and the skill that has no place in the game. If that's all I get from it, you know, like I don't, I, yeah. to me, strength has never been relevant, but now it, I think it will be with the addition of this, uh, the new weight system, but we'll have to yeah. see because it, I just think it needs to level faster for it to I be agree. relevant. Um, and I think, I think the thing with the soft skills, I think the thing with all things in Tarkov is that like, they're not working on everything at the same time. Yeah. So like they they put out the the weight patch and people are like, well, strength is broken now, and it's like, well, let them work on the soft skills. You know what I mean? Like it's that. But I guess the the big thing for me was just that I didn't realize that that was the elite level for strength, and it feels like, and I'm sure they're going to change. So I have no, there's no, it's so unattainable anyway. So I'm not like worried about it. But it it felt it felt even more striking to me because of the weight system, and it feels like it's just like, okay, that thing that you've dealt with. Now you just don't have to worry about it. And yeah, like, that, oh, wow. that seems a like, little that's... maybe like it's one of those things that I wouldn't say is OP or problematic. It just seems yeah. like too good in yeah. that like it's so good that that would almost have to be everybody's focus to like rush that down. Ex you know what I mean? Yeah. You want all the skills to be meaningful. And to me, the only the only skill that's ever been meaningful and, and it's the only thing I ever notice is that after a patch, after a wipe, I have mm -hmm. level one or level zero endurance. So it's like yes. you go to run and you're out of breath like right away. That's the only thing that's like, I miss that. Yeah. But at no endurance point am I ever going to be yeah. like, this guy's endurance won the fight. No, it's like most of the skills yeah. are convenience things as opposed to advantages over another person. Um, yeah. And that's why I think like even if it's just weight, like, okay, sure, maybe you could have a backpack full of things and I could have a backpack full of things. And if you have that perk, you have a combat advantage against me, but like, I'm okay with that because it's like, I could drop my backpack and we can get in a fight or, yeah. you know, whatever. It's like, I, I like that they can make like the quality of life and the gameplay more enjoyable and better for you as opposed to yep. giving you a combat, like a really tangible, noticeable combat yes. advantage where if you got like five X, the XP that would be broken. You know, yeah. and then that would be like we would need matchmaking or something for that. But the fact that exactly. we all still have 400, you know, 35 HP and we can all still basically be one tapped with most bullets in the head. I'm fine with like you getting an adrenaline boost, you know, or whatever when you get low on health or, because like. There's, there's got to be a reason why you grow your character. And if the reason exactly. isn't it gives you something tangible in a game where two people compete. Like, yeah, no shit. It's going to give you an advantage. So yeah. what? That's not a bad thing yeah. necessarily. There are good ways of doing it and bad ways of doing it. But mm -hmm. um, to me, most of the skills are they, they just level extremely slowly and and or the, the benefits they give you are so minor that they're just not exciting. Yeah. Um, and and I think I I agree with what you're saying. Like as long and and I I'm excited. I guess for this this skill system, for me it's more that I love that it's in the game. 
I don't I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't say that like how it stands is how it should be and I'm super excited for it but like to me it means I mean we talked about this a little bit last time with the stems and how like I love that they want to like bridge and dip a, dip a few toes into the RPG world so I love that like the fact that the skill system is in is like a win for me I'm like dope I take as much time as you need to like perfect it but exactly cuz that's what I want cuz it's like you hit level 40 and then you get kappa and it's like well, you know what I mean? So I like that at least on the horizon, there could be this exact, exactly like a reason to grow, a reason to continue doing it. Um, and even though they're not in a great place, they, they I, I feel like it's a decent frame, uh, like foundation or framework because exactly what you're saying, they don't give me this advantage where like my bullets don't do more damage because my strength is level 30 and yours is level 3. They don't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can be a level one with a Mosin and one tap me with 51 strength and an alt non with yep. the right ammo. And so I like that, that even, even if they're not there yet, they're at least toying with the right concepts where the reason to keep going, it's a reason to keep grinding, but it's not going to just like exactly make this region where it's like, oh, we need skill based matchmaking or whatever, you know, like it's still fun to play Tarkov. I, I would even, so, I, I totally agree with you. I would even go so far as to be okay with introducing some things that would, uh, that would give you not necessarily an advantage, but like the, the first thing that comes to mind, um, because like in real life, how much is just like chance and luck actually a factor? I know people complain about RNG yeah. in video games. But it's like, I mean, that's, like that's not unrealistic that like yeah, sometimes you're just going to get lucky and the bullet is either going to hit you in the aorta or it's going to eh, just miss the artery you know what I mean like yep. so I would be totally fine if like one of the elite level you know um, like stress resistance skill was that like you have like a, a 10 uh, maybe even if it's like a 3 or a 5% chance that fatal damage would bring you to 1 HP as opposed to killing you Oh, I would be fine with something like that because even though it gives you a quote advantage, it to me it's something that like you I'm okay with gameplay elements providing you something that you have earned that even especially if it's rare, you know, if it's three percent or five percent, you know, like a crit yeah. hit chance in Diablo or you know, wow or whatever. Um yeah. that it, it can change the outcome of a very, very small number of engagements. Yeah. You're not you're not gonna go through a day and lose ten engagements and be like, I lost to all these level sixties because all of them had this max level perk. It would be something yeah. that you would the losing end of on three of ninety, you know, three of a hundred battles with someone who had the uh, elite level perk. And honestly, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with if you've yeah. grind and you've become a god. You know, uh, quote unquote, if if that's the godliest thing ever, the difference between a level one and a level 99 character is a 3% chance that I'm going to have to do one more bullet. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. I think, and I think it's, it's a fine line for sure, but I agree that I'm totally okay with them like exploring those. And you could do, you know, like you were saying, what I've, I don't remember what skill it is, but the one where if you get a black leg or something, you get that adrenaline boost and you get like four seconds of a painkiller yeah, before be it wears off. That's like a similar thing, right? Where it's like that might save you a fight. You know what I mean? But if you're playing dumb and you're caught out of cover, that's not going to save you a fight. Nope. Because if they're full autoing on you, you're just dead. So it really isn't something that's going to break the game if everybody has it. You're still going to be able to catch people out of rotation and just kill them super fast. But 
like you were saying, one, two, three times out of 100, you might be able to hit prone, get to a rock, then pop your morphine, and now you can like get this fight. I like stuff like that. I like, yeah, exactly. A reason to grind. Because like, yeah, I mean, someone who is a veteran, right? If you've, if you have like been through some shit, you're going to be <laughs> in real life. You're going to be a lot more competent and experienced yeah. and whatever. Like what that does is it basically says, even though you might suck as a player, your character, because, you know, we're role playing in a sense here. Your character yeah. has enough experience that Jesus is going to take the wheel and he's gonna he's gonna bring this this truck to a stop for you because otherwise yeah. you're gonna crash this shit into the uh, the the dumpster. Uh, you know, like I don't know that that to me I'm I'm okay yeah. with I'm okay with that uh, as as mm -hmm. long as it's not a coin flip or something you know like yeah. Um, but it's very rare that fights end where I have seven HP and you have zero and ooh that one extra armor class or that one the fact that i had a mandible and you didn't or you know the fact that i was yeah. using bs and you were using a gold nick that difference was relevant it's very rare that those things ever really matter it's almost yeah. always totally fucking lopsided one way or the other in in which case none of those things would matter none of those elite level perks or whatever would really matter um yeah but I, I i would right. love i am totally fine if a player that's level 20 and a player that's level 60, if they have identical gear and they play something identically, if the level 60 guy has a 3% advantage over the other guy, like, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. No, but, me um, too. Also, interesting, just super tiny tidbit, fun fact. We talked about the stims a little bit last week and uh, you know what I mean? That you had mentioned you hadn't really used them a lot. I was doing some digging and right here on the wiki, it says that the strength perk one of the perks of strength is that increases your carrying weight which prior to 12.4 meant what nothing right what did it meant nothing but it means something now because you know we, we talked about when you hit that shelf when you hit 70 kilograms or 75 i can't remember which one is yeah, off the top of my head but when you hit it you're done you can't sprint you can't do anything you are screwed. not even sprint you can't walk faster than a, a grandma mm -hmm. with a walker yes and you're losing your stamina by walking yeah. Quickly. Okay, well, so it increases level 51 strength and keeps your carry weight to 85 kilograms from 75. So that's 10 kilograms more, which is actually a pretty, a relatively decent amount of loot. I mean, that's like the, 10 60 round mags filled with exactly. ammo, which is but hundreds cool of thousands is, of rubles. Yes. The cool thing is, is that, so the elite level perks do not get unlocked as far as I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone who's listening. They do not get unlocked when you like, you know, if you took four adrenalines and got your strength for 60 seconds up oh, the level artificially. It's not, it's not gonna unlock the elite perk. The other ones it does though. So if you pop, which I know is expensive and not necessarily the most practical thing to do, if you pop the red stem and an adrenaline and you have like level three strength, it gets you to 50. And it brings your max carry weight up to like 84.5 or something like that. Cause I have like, you know what I mean? So you, so there have been, because you know, I was, I mentioned last week that I've been like, I ditched a bunch of stuff in my Kappa and I've just been carrying a bunch of stims just to test. I had two or three raids last night where I was just on for some reason and I was doing really well in Tarkov. I had two or three raids where I popped both of those stims, ditched this one thing, this one thing, and was able to bring my weight to like 84 and still sprint. Yeah. And still get to then you pop the blue stem and now that your sprint actually lasts a long time 
and get to the extract with like just under the amount of gear that I needed. And it felt cool. It was like, this is exactly what I was talking about. It's not a practical thing. That probably cost me 180,000 rubles and stims to do that. It's not practical yet. But I think I just, man, I think there's something cool there. I but think, no, but, but I mean, I think, think, think about it because what you're doing is you're, um, most people will say, okay, if you have a stim that's 25K, a stim that's 50K, and a stim that's 40K, right? I mean, yeah, you're spending mm-hmm. close to 100,000. Most people say, do I want to spend 100,000 to get 10 kilograms uh, more carry weight? That's not necessarily the argument that you need to make. Yes. You need to make the argument of, is this going to make me be able to get out and survive, which would be all 85 kilograms of stuff, right? If you yes. die in labs, you don't like you lose everything as opposed to, well, I could not take them and then I'm, it's going to take me 20 minutes to walk to the extract. Or yep. I could drop the those items, um, and I'm still going to you know like sprint for a couple seconds, then stop. Sprint for a couple seconds. Yep. That's enough time to have the whole you know course of the raid change, where now you're going to encounter a team. Although the other interesting thing is that like you showing up later or earlier, like you showing up earlier to the extract, if you popped all the stims, might actually get you killed too. So it's like it's very true, yeah. Because they, they could be extracting at the same time as you, whereas if you slow walk turtle style the whole time, you might actually yeah. have just missed everybody. So it, yeah. it's it's really interesting, but um, it, it all depends on what you find increases your personal survival rate the most. That's yeah. what you need to go for. But yeah, I mean, I, I went from never using stims to now, I will have some combination of. I generally won't bring them with me, but if I go into labs and I hit like green oh, and black room, yeah. I'll have them um, and I'll just keep them like those will be the stems I'll keep out of the container because I'm like, all right, I'm probably going to use these will be yeah. um, the the blue, the the pink and the green. The green yep. has been really good where it's like it's um, so clutch. having a CMS rather than the serve kit and the green stem can mean like if I go into, let's say, customs dorms and you wipe scav boss, I could take 10 minutes and use a serve 12 on my four limbs and use an IFAC on all of the limbs. I mean, you're, you're, that's going to yeah. take while all this loot sitting out and everybody's going to swarm or I could CMS, 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 you know, in, in 30 seconds yep. faster, pop a green stim and start looting and then pop the pink, pop the blue. Now I can basically run out with the entire scav boss, you know, uh, horde full yes. of stuff. And maybe like a weapon case, which happened to me the other day. I, I killed the scav boss with a weapon case in marked room, grabbed Ooh. all their weapons, sp- literally took the stims, sprinted out to the back um, because they have, you know, they have a lot of cash on them these days in their pockets, yep. just paid for the car extract. And I was in and out in like six minutes with Dude. like 80 kilograms worth of shit. Um, That's so great. Yeah. So they, they do definitely do have their applications um, for sure. But they, they you don't want to be popping them every time unless every time you're able no. to justify the expense. The, uh, yeah, yep, so. yep, absolutely. And the uh, the propital is a good one too because it heals you one heal per second for three hundred seconds. Yeah, that's so the yellow one, right? And yeah, so if you pop that and then start CMSing, you CMS your arm. By the time you CMS your leg, your arm's at full health. How is it because compared to the green one? Because I always thought, I I never use propital for some reason. I always use the green one. Um, so the the green one heals you more per second. For a shorter amount of time. Oh, so that's so what I'm the saying. propital is fucking better. Yes. Because a lot of times I'll be fully healed, but then like I'll get in another fight 
And then yep. it's like, well, now it's already worn out and Three, I either need another one. That one would last yeah. through multiple. 300 seconds. You can get into, if you're in dorms and you kill a team and then another team is That's coming. Like three you fights. Mul- yep. You can get into multiple firefights and that entire time you're healing. You get shot in the arm, but it doesn't get blacked. You just, you went, when you dip into a room to change mags anyway, every second you're healing, you're healing, you're healing. Propotals are clutch. They're, they're cool. Or like I said, if you're CMSing multiple limbs, you're just like, as you're CMSing, you're, you're increasing your health as well. So it's uh, it's pretty wild. I know that was kind of like a little aside, but no, the Sims is really like, good to know. More conversation. It's interesting. It's interesting stuff. I'll pay more attention to the propotol because I, I, I honestly like a lot of those ones. I, I didn't pay attention to them for the longest time because it was like hmm, they give you benefits that don't really matter. And um, they they're expensive. It, you know, like people will overpay for something that gives them not a huge yeah. advantage so it's like i'm gonna just sell these to all the people that are willing to overpay yeah. because it, it doesn't matter to me um but yeah then i didn't realize that the propotol does it have um are the penalties more severe or are they similar to the green one it depends on what it depends on how you look at it i love the penalties it's hand tremor and tunnel effect which sucks but it doesn't drain your energy or stamina. I have died because I didn't realize that every time I pop the adrenaline, it brings my freaking energy and hydration down so low and I wasn't thinking about it. And now I'm fatigued and I'm in the middle of a fight and I can't see anything. So like, it won't kill you, but stuff. it just anno- is annoying. Yes. And it's only for 30 seconds. If I'm, I'm if I remember correctly, you only get the hand tremor and the tunnel for 30 seconds. I'm now so not using the green can, one anymore. Probitol is where it's at. Dude, it's it's nice. It's nice. And a question that I know pops up for me all the time is, you know, what's the what's your most anticipated feature for Escape from Tarkov? You know, this is a game that's been in development for a long time. And if you've been around it for a while, you know that there's a whole lot left uh, to this game uh, before it comes out. And there's a lot of things that Nikita talks about. So what, uh, what you know, I'm sure you get, an- you get asked that a lot or even just, even just being in the community and being around a lot of the podcasts and listening to... Nikita really kind of like dream and vision about this game. What is there anything that stands out to you that's like, man, I'm so excited for X or Y to come to the game? Um, I mean, anything that that changes the pace um, and the 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 pattern and the meta of a, of a raid is what I'm looking mm. for. And I mean, there's a million different things from dynamic events to you know potentially being oh, able to to yes. to extract gear separate from yourself. Um, Open world is a whole other ball game that uh, we're definitely going to talk about in the future. Um, but I mean, like, imagine right now the way the customs works is you know, late game. You spawn, you kill people at the spawn, basically, yep. and you run yep. to gas station, you run to dorms, you run to construction, you exfil. It's some combination of go to these three places, look for scav boss, and kill everything on the way. That's cool and all, but that gets kind of fucking stale after a while yep. right um yep especially if there's like not necessarily tons of the high geared pvp or whatever if it just ends up being like you see some hatchlings some mid-gear newbies that mm-hmm. are trying to do the pocket watch quest and maybe scav boss um but imagine how different the whole thing oh it, it, and you know you hit marked room and a couple of the locked rooms right because there's only yeah. two or three places where you know the safes or whatever are, are actually valuable every literally everywhere else is useless Imagine yeah. how different the meta would be if there was a few different changes. One, scav boss could spawn at any time in the raid, anywhere. Oh, yep. 
but he but let's say he was so guaranteed to spawn oh man that so would be dope. take that change let's also say um that uh you had that the the loot was other than maybe marked room and some mm -hmm. safes imagine if every container in the game had like a much larger loot pool where yeah. you could find you know like a ledx in a jacket anywhere in any room you would search every fucking room in yeah. every you know every shelf every room if because then it's a numbers game if it's a one in ten thousand things you're gonna have to search a lot of things before you're gonna get one exactly um so imagine that like dynamic loot everywhere they'd have to do it right of course um and make of it course. so that like the locked rooms have you know a much higher percentage um yeah you know, they should either be like all or nothing it should be like there should be like a, a millions of dollars worth of shit in there <laughs> or like totally empty um I think that would just be really interesting because then it, it wouldn't make it so that you could just go a million times and it would be not worth going anywhere else. It makes yeah. it so you're kind of rolling the dice a little bit. High yep. risk, high reward, potentially. Um, but uh, so those two changes plus a couple of other things. Imagine how different like that would almost make it feel more open world like because yeah, well, I would basically just do laps. I would go dorms. Um, construction, cross the river, come back, yeah. go to, you know, dorms, go to gas station, go to new gas, go to old gas, go yeah. over. You know, like, I would be doing laps because it's like, I'm going to wait. You'll either find Scav Boss or you'll hear it when somebody else engages. Yeah. Um, it, it gives you reason to stay in the map for 45 minutes because right now which, there fucking yes, isn't any. There isn't, which goes back to the extract camping conversation. It's so we didn't even talk about how it's probably not extract camping. It's probably just seven people went in to find Killa. The first guy got him, and then now all seven of those people are extracting at the same time. Yep, because they they, <laughs> like, they ran to the first two or three places, and exactly. the survivors are all getting out, you know, around the same time. But exactly, but if there's a reason to be in the raid at every moment, then every time there's an engagement, either somebody dies or somebody gets weak. They might want to leave then, or they might want to stay. There's loot everywhere. You're gonna find somebody back at the, you know, the shipping containers on the backside of customs where you would never find anybody now, like because they're searching for their Ledexes and their jackets. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if there was, I think maybe we might have talked about this before I get everything mixed up, but imagine if like um, you know, the 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 expansion on customs, how there's like all the way in the corner, um yep. there's like a train, a train car. Yep. Um imagine if there was an SUV or a train car or whatever, but there was like a, you know, an item case or a thick item case that was like oh. a static, a static thing that was in the environment, um, you know, similar to like a weapon case in the back of the SUV near the uh, mm -hmm. in labs. Um, yep. if, if that was like a thing that you could put stuff in and then when you wanted to pay money and say, OK, yes. tap the truck on the back and say, all right, it's going to leave in 30 seconds. You have to defend it um, because then I would go dorms. Kill scav boss, grab two or three of yep. the guns and armors because now I'm full. Go yep. run all the way across the map, drop my shit off, run back to dorms. And then 100%. now at that point, there's going to be scavengers there. There's going to be all sorts of like potentially. Players who heard the noise and now exactly. they want to know what's going on. Exactly. And then, but, but now make it so that I can get out with more stuff, but it's going to take me an hour. You know, yeah. a lot of times people say, well, well, now that, you know, the economy is going to be crazy and blah, blah. No, all you've done is make it so that. I can be like one raid is now an hour yeah. and 
five kits worth of stuff as opposed to me doing 10 raids in an hour, you know, and exactly. getting out with one kit's worth of stuff each time. Yeah, you're just cutting out the matchmaking. It's exactly. It's not going to ruin the economy. It's just you can get three raids worth of stuff in one raid. You're still going to die sometimes. You're going to go and get that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Especially that because that idea has been thrown around by a few different people and I love it. I love that idea. And it makes even more sense with the weight system because now there's a reason and to be like, and holy crap. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put all this stuff in a bag and then I'm going to hide it because I can't carry any of this stuff. Then I'm going to go back and get my bag. Then I'm going to run to the other side of the map and I'm going to extract this stuff. I'm going to go back for the gear that I hid. Then I'm going to re... Like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. It's... Uh, yeah, any, anything to get us in the raids longer and, and more choice. I think going back to what you were saying about like... Um, Dynamic loot and scab boss being anywhere, like, because, because, like, really, like you were saying, the meta right now is you're looking for like one or two fights. You're looking for scab boss fights, or you're looking for big PvP fights that happen in the these three locations. And then you're out. But like, the few times where you're like on reserve and you like see that Glucar spawned over there, but you also just caught the end. You know, you just you just caught the second of a three man who's running up to dome, and you can see they're all kitted. Those moments are our talk overs all about. Oh, should I? Oh, should I? Uh, should I push these guys or should I get scavos? Like that. I want more of that. I Let want me more do choice. Both. Let exactly. me do both. I want more choice. I want. To, I don't want it to just be like autopilot. I'm just running to K. Oh no, scavos isn't here. Okay, I'm gonna run up to dome or X Y Z. Like. I want there to be stress. I want there to be choice. I want to be like, oh, well, I'm going to go kill these guys and then hopefully nobody does this and you kill them and somebody else wipes Scav Boss, but now you're going to go try and find them and more choice, more more reason to be stressed in a raid is a good thing. For sure. And then, I mean, to me, those are like, those are completely and utterly game and meta changing yes. with like the amount that it would change the game uh, compared to the amount of changes that would need to happen to the game, like development wise, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a yeah, whole lot of changes, I, and like it honestly, like other than the fact that you could go from one map to the other, it basically it gives you all the benefits and none of the annoyingness of open world. In that you yes. could be out for kind of as long as you want, and you know you don't. Yeah. Need, it's not just the cycle of get in, get out, get in, get out. It's more get in, spend some time, and invest some time in a raid. But you don't have the the issue of like. 9 billion people on a server that have to connect the maps and make that all make sense and make that all perform. And that's a yeah. huge undertaking. This is like 98% of the way towards quote, open so world much. feel with a little bit. Yeah. So It's so much there because you could even experiment then with uh, pushing the raid timers a tiny bit longer. Like I know that that would increase server load because it's they have to maintain more and more and more. But you know what I mean? Even just 5, 7, 10 minutes on a few of these maps with those things there'd be so many more people in raids it might not even affect how many people were matching and it would oh it'd be interesting i don't know the back end but i i agree i think for me the thing that i am most excited about right now and it's probably just cuz i'm playing interchange a lot and i die a lot to this <laughs> is steam audio yep. i the audio is something that like i heard people complain about or just mention a lot and didn't really like it's like yeah yeah when I'm in three story dorms and I hear somebody and it's, he sounds like he's literally in the room next to me and I'm like oh he's not in the room next to me is he on second floor oh he's he's not in the he's not on second floor it's, oh I'm dead he was on first floor and it's like oh that was weird like that of course but like man interchange it's just all it's like a it is an environment where all of the errors and the way that the audio localization happens there's 
there's opportunity for every single one of them on interchange. So times where you're hearing people in the basement or you're hearing people on the other side of this or super thick walls or you think, I don't know, it, there's just a lot of it. And so I, you know, I recently went down the rabbit hole of what Steam Audio is. And uh, you know, if if you're not sure, if you're listening, you're not sure, basically it's it's to its aim is to uh, recreate just real world audio occlusion and reverb. And occlusion is just like how something blocks sound. So if I'm standing and I'm talking to you and then I go into the next room, those walls that I'm in this other room are blocking the sound. It's still going to travel to me. And it, that's a very complicated science on how it travels to me. But you don't need to know that. What you need to know is that what Steam Audio is trying to do is in-game represent what materials are around me, what would be blocking a sound and how it would get to me. And then how reverb works, which is how those sound waves interact with the environment around me and then how that alters the sound. And you might not realize how much of that plays in our daily life, but it's way more than you think. Um, and uh, there's, some, there's some resources out there that show what it does. And like I think for Tarkov, it's going to you know, fix a problem, which is just like everybody's frustrated with the localization and stuff like that. But it's also, if implemented, I think it's going to like triple the immersion factor of just like hearing shots in the distance and trying to figure out where they came from and, and trusting what level your they're senses, on. Yeah. Yes, trusting your senses. That has been... Because in the place we're at is we're in a weird spot where you try to play to the system. So you try to be like, okay, it sounds like he's right here. So I don't think he is. He's got to be on the other side. And then you run and he was right there. And you're like, man, if I could have just trusted the audio, I would have known he was right there. But I've never seen somebody there. So I assumed yep. he was over there. And it, it just so happened that this time he was here. And exactly. uh, it's going to be it's going to be a big deal. Yeah. One of the things that uh, that I didn't realize, realize for the longest time until I you know got more interested in game design and in software was... For the longest time, remember when, when new games are coming out and everything was about like, check out the next gen graphics. It was always about light. It was always showing yeah. the, the lens flares and showing shadows and all that stuff. And what people don't realize is that sound is so much like orders of magnitude more complex than light <laughs> yep. because light. Think of it just like a straight line. Light goes from a source and it bounces off yep. things at predictable angles, and things have you know the, the, the reflectiveness levels. And I'm sure there's all sorts of technical terms that I, I don't know, but it, do it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. It's it's way easier to do cool fucking lens flares and casting shadows than it is to make a a, a sound wave reverberate off of the concrete yep. wall to your right, the sheet of you know, fabric that is like a false wall in front of you yep. from the explosion that's above you with concrete and plaster while mm -hmm. you have a helmet on and, mm -hmm. you know, your, your right side of your head is submerged underwater, right? Like that yeah. is so much more complicated getting that right and intuitive yep. because our brains, first of all, sound uh, again, because like you hear sound through walls. You don't see light through walls unless it's a yep. laser from a scav. Um, <laughs> but uh, but like sound will go through everything, yeah. including your body. Um, yep. and, and our brain does so much to sort of interpolate how all that works and fills in a lot of the blanks that the game yes. has to do for you. So anybody that's like, oh, why can't they just get sound right? It's not fucking easy. And it's why something yeah. like Steam Audio exists because the amount of the amount of math and and implementation that you'd have to do to to 
to get that to work in a game that didn't have it from the start, it's a lot of fucking work. So yeah, I'm really looking yep. forward to it. I got to watch I your video. I'm, I'll throw the uh, the link to your your Steam audio video that you just recently did in the the, the show notes so that people can people can check it out. Yeah, I think I think it'll be really cool. I think that Nikita mentioned in the most recent podcast, like I, he wasn't using the technical terms because obviously I don't think a lot of people know, but he mentioned something to the effect it made me feel like that they were going to implement it in stages, which I didn't know you could do. But he kind of made it sound like their their priority was working on how the game reproduces like the occlusion of sounds, which makes sense because the biggest deal here isn't like the really cool different sound effects of when you walk into this room on interchange and there's furniture and this room on interchange where it's hardwood and glass, how they sound different. The big problem is like, I shouldn't be able to hear somebody in the basement on the second floor of the interchange mall. So that's, it sounded like he was, that's how they're going to roll it out is they're going to put that in. And so uh, it's going to help with localization and how sound travels through solid objects and through doorways and through stairways and stuff like that. And then they'll move into like adding the re- reverb effects and how it simulates in real time based on where your character is. Right on. But right any on. Okay. any movement feels like it's going to be the right direction, and I'm super excited for it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. We'll have to. We'll we'll have, I'll cross my fingers. It, I know that there's a chance that it'll make it completely terrible. I remember when they first <laughs> yeah. came out with like HRTF and CA, uh, and sorry and um, CS:GO. It was like I can't play the game anymore because I used yeah. to be able to pinpoint it with stereo audio perfectly fine and now everything is around me at all times uh they since improved it but it was like you have i can't play the game i'm too much of a sound horse so as long as they if don't I, do that if i had if i would had to guess i think it's gonna break the game for a little bit first yeah. but i still think eventually we're gonna get to a really cool spot <laughs> but just knowing how it's gone <sighs> well we can cross our fingers yeah let's hope we will trust i trust you nikita at this point, I think we're gonna we're gonna call it. Um, if you guys want to uh, follow me uh, again, Veritas at uh, you know YouTube, Twitch, Spotify, and blah blah blah, all over the place. And uh, yeah, you can find me Jesse Gazam at uh, on YouTube, Twitch, and on Twitter. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.